Roll VTA. 10, 9, Ready up on one. 8, Ready 7, Ready one in 6, and 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. 1 in key VTA. who aren't on the hard left or the hard right who feel the world has gone mad. So in what ways has the world gone mad? Well, you know, when you have the chief reporter on the beat of COVID for the New York Times talking about how questioning or pursuing the question of the lab leak is racist, the world has gone mad. When you're not able to say out loud and in public that there are differences between men and women, the world has gone mad. When we're not allowed to acknowledge that rioting is rioting and it is bad, and that silence is not violence, but violence is violence, the world has gone mad. When we're not able to say that Hunter Biden's laptop is a story worth pursuing, the world has gone mad. When in the name of progress, young school children, as young as kindergarten, are being separated in public schools because of their race, and that is called progress rather than segregation, the world has gone mad. There hmm. are dozens of examples that I could share with, with you. And, and you often say... Go try it out. Try it out. Out. Putin! Putin! Oh, you heard that? I'm curious if it's going to pick up our voices. Where? On this recording right now. Stay woke. Stay woke. Stay woke. As though. All right, I'm recording, so let's see here. Thanks, Obama. Welcome back, Good Time Nation. This is April 12, 2023. And this is your Good Time Culture Podcast. I am OG Mutt Dog, and on the other mic, you find Hollywood. And together, we are your ancient astronaut theorist of record. And this show is lovingly recorded in a small town that we call the Mighty Mighty OX, otherwise known as Oxnard. And you find that in the central coast of California. That's right, guys. We're holding it down in California. And before we end, here's a quote. If you believe that a billionaire who became a politician steals from America, but those who became millionaires after becoming politicians are not stealing, you're probably infected with the virus called liberalism, a mental disorder. Food for thought. And before I end, please do not forget. That everything, and I mean everything that we speak about on this show, is protected opinion. All right, Hollywood, let's go. Woo! All glory to God, we're back. It's a Wednesday. It's episode 105. Uh, Bitcoin is at 30,000. And uh, I'm feeling good. How are you feeling? Is it, how are you feeling about Bitcoin's uh, sudden popularity? <laughs> what do you mean? Is it popular? Well, it just seems to be gold People, is going uh, up. They're saying gold's going to be hitting $2,000 here soon. Yeah. Silver's starting to edge up. So what do you think? I got some clips on it. Uh, you know, we're um, we're in a weird transition. Like, we actually, in our lifetime, might see a rival to the dollar to the point where 
you know, uh, international trade will be done in other forms, which will cause like a, you know, it'll be a, uh, a competition at that point, you know, because uh, we were talking about it last week, you know, Russia's canceling debts in their own currency right now. You know, the U S isn't canceling debts from, you know, in with other countries right now. So, you know, who's, who's going to get favorable uh, trade, here, you know, the people that are canceling their debts with you, the people that hold their debts over you. Do you, do you We're believe that this country realistic, realistically, after the, after the fail of the, of the, uh, what do you call it? The, the health website. Remember the Obamacare website mm-hmm. that they couldn't even get that going? Obamacare. How, how, how secure should we feel that this government who bumbles everything they do can actually start a, a, uh, electric, already call it a cryptocurrency. CBDC. Yeah. How, how successful can they roll it out? Because obviously this government hasn't rolled out anything. Successful. No, I mean, they essentially they already have, <clears throat> if you think about it, they kind of already have a CBDC. I mean, they print uh, trillions of dollars at will. They, uh, you know, through the welfare system, you can't buy, well, I don't know if it's like that anymore, but you weren't able to buy certain things. You know, so they already knew what you were buying and what you weren't buying, you know, so they're, you know, I just think they're going to, uh, it's, it's going to have to be something that I would think competes with whatever is coming up with the, the BRICS, um, countries is what I'm thinking, but I'm kind of talking out of my butt. I, I just, I just know that there is a competing, uh, world currency, a world trade currency being um you talking about the chinese yet? yeah yeah all, all pretty much everybody that's not with the big seven western countries you know like everybody else is you know hesitant or done all you know outright done with dealing with the u.s and uh it's not just the u.s we were talking about it last week with macron and france basically telling the africans what to do their whole lives and telling them they got to do this and that. And instead of just, you know, and then never admitting fault when they screwed up by telling them what to do. I'm getting on a tangent here, but well, there's a lot of, evidence. so there's people that are not, not happy with the, the dollar hegemony that's going on. So there seems to be a lot of evidence that our leaders like Macron have gone to China to go talk to their leaders and then come back with different ideology. Mm-hmm. And at this moment, the Chinese government is releasing uh, documents bank documents showing that they did transfer money to the Biden administration. So, so who, who released it? The Chinese China. and China saying pretty much. And they're the Weird. ones who are pretty much like, again, the it first, sounds, it, it sounds to me as you're saying every, it, they're out to stop us. And the only way the Chinese is going to make their currency to, like you're saying to, to flourish is to basically, uh, cancel us. That's what they're doing. So the, other countries won't have faith in our in, in, in investing in us. You know, and it'll be um, uh, Putin said it before. Uh, multi, I think he calls it multipolar or multilateral uh, economy, where there's going to be not just one form of trade for you know gold and oil and all these things. Like you know, we've pretty much you know, strong-armed that. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. Everybody's signing on. It's not Saudi Arabia. 
uh, Iran, they're all signing on to this, uh, this pact. And I don't know, we'll see what happens there. The the scary thing is mud dog is that if, if that happens, you know, our, our way of living and our style in the U S which is like, you know, spending way too much, that's all going to be a problem. There's no way that we can have this much wealth, you know, when we're not, uh, controlling everything. This is another. I'm going to throw another card down. On the Unless table. they just print money like crazy. Let me, let me throw another card down. On the table. <laughs> um, they're also. I'm hearing a couple of reports that there's actual Christian revival in Russia. A lot of their churches, a lot of their stuff. There's a big revival happening in Russia right now with faith and growing in their faith. Remember, it's a Christian nation. It's never left. But, like, what is that? That's the largest Christian nation in the world. It's never left. Yeah, but we... Like, they but, are the holdouts. They yeah. are the ones that are holding back the evil in the world, if you do, ask me. So do you the think... The Orthodox guys. Do you think... Um, even though they're kind of trippy. So do you believe that... that um, <laughs> they look trippy, at least. Putin looked like a very powerful leader when he denounced all the heathenestous things that... Yeah, we played that clip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that could be a big revival. I mean, imagine when your leader is professing God... And saying, no, we're not going to bow down to these guys because we're going to walk mm-hmm. in our faith. I think that encourages your your whole country. You know, I mean, what would you think? But it's wonderful to hear that there's this revival because it sounds like what I'm hearing. You're, you, you have Biden that sent American troops. You have French troops, German troops. And they're starting to get together and they're getting into NATO and they're using them, bro. Yeah, I mean, I I think what's happening possibly in Russia, just to get kind of go into their mindset, you know, is that they're constantly seeing the lying and the propaganda, the uh, just blatant, like, war tactics that the U.S. allegedly is doing, and not just the U.S., the, the whole West. And when you see that, you see the culture and how the Western cultures are pushing, you know, all the woke stuff, which is, you know, in general against God's, uh, against the Bible's uh, words. So, you know, that that is going to bring people to faith. That's what brought me to faith was seeing the evil in the world and kind of going, "Ooh, man, I don't, you know, I don't want anything to do with that over there. And, you know, do you think that going to walk this way? So. China and Russia, do you think this is a reaction to what we did to Panama, what we did in Venezuela, what we did in Libya, what we did with Iraq, what we did to – we basically took their leaders out and put our puppet leaders down. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, could that be also a movement? I mean, you know? Well, I mean, that's all part of it. That's like I said, most countries are uh, either they don't trust us or they openly are like F off, you know, so yeah. – you know, it's a, it's an interesting one. I don't, um, well, nation, just hold on to the seat. The show just started. Oh boy. Yeah. I got more big Bitcoin talk too. I don't want to let it out until, uh, we get into the official Ooh. part of the show here. We sounded all professional there for the first half of the show. huh? <laughs> no, I was talking out of my ass. <laughs> uh, we got a little Bryson Gray coming in here Taking my life, uh, it kind of goes in with the theme of our show here, so I figured... Uh, and off one of my favorite albums. Play, play another Bryson Gray. Although I want to start it a little bit ahead here. There we go. The album is Us versus the Industry. Aye, aye. And it, it thumps. 
They think they taking my guns. They think they taking my rights. They think they taking my speech. Y'all better all taking my life. Cause I get my rights with God. And you know that I'm right for Christ. Cause I get my rights with God. And you know that I'm right for Christ. They think they taking my guns. They mm-hmm. think they taking my rights. They think they taking my speech. Y'all better all taking my life. Cause I get my rights with God. And you know that I'm right for Christ. Cause I get my rights with God. And you know that I'm right for Christ. First thing first, I am not taking that vaccine. How am I the most sensor artist, even though my rap's clean? Send me death threats like that, too. Ain't in my black jeans. On uh. government watches like I'm in the gangster rap scene. I am that religious zealot, Bible thumper. I can't help it, gun towing. What my belt is, white supremacists, if they tell it, get rid of the mandate. <laughs> we will not comply. CDC change guidelines every week, man. All y'all do is lie. I've a magnet. Jeez, how much fire could you put in just one minute? Wow. This, this guy. Goosebumps. He's my brother from another mother. <laughs> if Hollywood really would talk about how Man. I am about God and my my faith and Whew, I don't goosebumps. let I don't let nothing. This guy said everything I just told Hollywood in the when we first met today in a song that's only what? A minute in? Yeah, one year old song. <laughs> We just had, I didn't even know Hollywood was going to play this song. We actually had this discussion. Yeah, well, I mean, it's in the air. This is the culture, so it's a spiritual war, as we always say. And uh, you got to, I'm sorry to say it, you guys, but you got to pick side. You know, this is a, you know, this is a spiritual war and there is evil out there. So, Man, Hollywood just makes me lo- fall in love with him even more when he speaks with such knowledge. Tell me why they are trying to hide it from us, almost like they want us to die. And they ban us if we talk about it. They are in control until a bunch of patriots decide to stand up and say no. They think they taking my guns. They think they taking my rights. They think they taking my speech. Y'all better all taking my life. Cause I get my rights with God. And you know that I'm right for Christ. Cause I get my rights with God. And you know that I'm right for Christ. They think they taking my guns. They think they taking my rights. They think they taking my speech. Y'all mm. there, I think there was a new song uh, from Bryson Gray and Tyson James. A couple days ago, dude, I was yeah. rocking that Pride song. Yeah, that's what it was. That's, that's a good was, song. Dude, I was rocking that Pride oh, song man. all day long. That's let, me, day. let me fire that up here. Hold on. It's, it's not Pride. It's something else. It's uh, Pride. Wait a minute. Uh, oh, which one are you talking about? Feeling some dead air for me. Tyson James. Ah, oh, not that one. I got music management, man. I'll play music. I got lots of music, man. No, man. they they just put out a song just um, last week somewhere. Uh, See what we course, get, guys? We're not prepared at uh, all. I am not prepared. But <clears throat> are you prepared for Bitcoin's uh, mooning here? You want to talk about this song? What? Turn me up. That's as much as I can go, buddy. That's all I got. I'm gonna fan everybody. We played this one a lot. There you got go. Let's got it. Real Christ gang, I don't recognize no pride, huh? Revelation 21, hey, you thought he lied, huh? What happened inside of Mega Moore? They all fried, huh? I keep disrespecting y'all, I keep on sliding. Huh? Oh, sorry, guys. Oh. <laughs> That's a warrior right there, buddy. Yeah, it's really, uh, once you listen, we. I've been pretty much listening to these guys 24-7, but, man, when you uh, – it's really hard to go back to just normal 
Normal like, music. Uh, it's like I don't we know. Have, like, I hate he, to be like that. Like he's writing a soundtrack of our thoughts, bro. Straight out. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, it's it's culture and it's right in our face. And uh, you know that kind of leads me in. If you want, I do have uh, a little podcast medley over here. Ah, uh, dang podcast! I've been trying to stay off this. Have you? No, I can't. Joe Rogan's have had some great interviews. Uh, so no agenda had a great show, um, as usual, but, uh, I found this one, this part pretty interesting right here. Oh, that one right that. This is, uh, <laughs> Dvorak going on his, um, his rant here, which I liked. I want to hear what he's got to say. I have a big protest in San Francisco today, uh, or yesterday, and it was, um, this idea of anti-trans legislation, the the term which the mainstream media loves to use, it's not anti-trans. It's pro-child, pro-girl. It's pro, it's pro-girl. It's, and it's like, it's about uh, sports where, you know, you can't have a big dude with a dick hanging off of him (laughs) running with the girls in a track meet and say that's okay because he identifies as a woman. This is not anti-trans, it's anti-bullshit. And it's like, you know, you can't teach little two-year or second graders about, you know, homosexuality. It's just not, in fact, we were promised with gay marriage people going on and on and on. It used to be this, this... I remember this gay news on the cables and they would go on and on about doing, you know, this, this doesn't mean we're going to do anything in the schools to the grant to the grammar school kids. That's bull crap. We don't want to do that, but they're doing it. Yeah. We just so want to get married. This legislation and this, it's unbelievable. And they blamed uh, everything's the Republicans fault. 1996. Well, again, I think that's we this- had uh, the family, the family uh, act. And you know who was the biggest? And they, it was about separating the the pushing the gay agenda because they wanted to put down that only heterosexuals can get married. Do you know who was the biggest backer of that? It was uh, Proposition eighty six. Do you remember the school? The teachers union was the biggest backer of all this that we're seeing right now. Nineteen ninety six. Look it up. Hmm. So what was that? It's just there's just liberalism coming out right there or something. It, it, it was the state of California was the second time they attempted to legalize gay marriage. The first time back in, I believe, 94, it failed. And then 96, it failed again. Twice yeah. it failed. Mm. And so that's what they were saying back then. Mm. But uh, if you guys don't listen to No Agenda, what are you doing with your lives? Seriously, go subscribe to No Agenda. I've always told the nation, mm. good time culture, you listen to us first. Because we confirm what they say in No Agenda. Well, they... They're the God. They're the podfathers. They are... They're very neutral and very vanilla-ish on their takes. But their breakdowns are great. You're not going to get that here. You're going to get bad breakdowns, but very spicy takes. You know, that it's just a different show. But, uh, you know, I I appreciate... OG Mud Talk, <laughs> right on point. I appreciate No Agenda's uh, the consistency over the years. They're, they had a, a couple donators uh, today talking about through the years of COVID, you know, the beginning of COVID and through the, the whole last three years, how important 
no agenda was to me. And then when you think about it, it, it was actually all the context for the years before COVID with no agenda where they would literally break down, uh, you know, virus pandemic after virus pandemic where they were just getting billions and billions of dollars for everything. Zika, blah, blah, blah. And then boom, here comes COVID. So I already had, you know, six, probably what, 10 I, years of no agendas, oh. like kind of take on this where as soon as this popped off, they were, I mean, did they even have a week where they weren't on it? I mean, it was literally the week it happened. They they nailed it and remained the same, and it's proven right all the way three years later. It's really kind of amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, like, I can't uh, recommend them enough for sure. Yeah, man, they, they've been right on the point for a very, very long time. And then I got to give a plug for a tinfoil hat with Sam Tripoli. Uh, you would like this one, uh, Mutt Dog. He had a whole uh, show. This was Zach Moore, and he basically did a documentary on Eddie Bravo. So he like basically follows Eddie Bravo oh, around. Uh, to, I don't think it's actually on Eddie Bravo. It's on. Uh, let me get the guy's Ten name. Ten Planet. Uh, no, uh, James Watson. Okay. And Eddie Bravo. So I think James Watson was like a. A musician so like basically follows him through the the musician days but yeah eddie bravo is like probably the best uh i don't know about the best i think alex jones is probably number one for conspiracy theorists but uh he's one of the he's top five conspiracy theorists uh black belt uh you know 10th planet owner and uh you know obviously a shredder on the guitar too it's pretty cool and i think he even is a drummer too. i i want to i want to make one kudos about Good time culture. I mean, um, no agenda. Mm. Before there was a rebel news, before there was all these great news outlets that we have now that report about the news around the world. No agenda was really one of the first of these type of shows that was featuring uh, news articles that our news, our our news industry in our country, in the United States, have been playing this propaganda for years. Yeah. They were never telling us what was happening international. And I found it so refreshing because you would go to like NPR and it would be just this sugar-coated nonsense, really nonsense and empty. But there came no agenda and they were getting sound bits, actual reports from like France, like when the yellow jackets were coming out, the yellow vest and all those riots, they were talking about it. No one else was talking about it. I am telling you guys, they were international before it was even a fad. And a great source, brother man. I, I'll give them that. I learned so much about the world politics because of them. Yeah, it's. I think what happens too, you know, we were talking about them uh, having, you know, having the same, you know, uh, Bryce and Gray having the same <clears throat> subject matter in his songs and stuff. But it's really in our face right now. This uh, this woke thing. You can tell that they're pushing pushing everything as hard as they can right now. Uh, I, do, you, do you, okay, real quick. Mm-hmm. There's also a discussion that this, all this wickedness that's happening in our country, there's a reason why Saudi Arabia, why um, two countries, one of the other two countries that never got along with each other, Iran and another country, that just made a peace pact. And they all seem to be based on this stuff that's happening in the U.S. They don't want it to come over to their country. You have a bunch of African countries, like Nigeria just made laws about um, 
doing sex changes on kids and talk. They they banned it. So I'm curious is that they're seeing this country fall and they're like, you know what? We don't want this in our country. So they're doing all this to separate themselves away from this country. I mean, if you were a Christian man in a Christian country, would you want this to come into your country? No. That's what Putin said. He doesn't want this in his country and his citizens don't want this in his country. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious if our, this insane, they call it woke, but it's just pervertness. And these other countries are going, nah, you know what? We don't want any part of this. I don't know. What do you think about that? Well, it's a, uh, it's kind of a new religion. You know, we were, we're going to get on this subject about purpose, but you know, it gives people purpose, you know, any of fill in the slot, you know, it can be racism, can be environmentalism, uh, woke stuff, misogyny, you know, it's just go down the list of, uh, so, you know, yeah. It, it's uh, and it's a control mechanism. Obviously, mm-hmm. I mean, this is a, a Marxist control mechanism. Uh, if you ask me, cultural yeah, yeah, Marxism. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you got to tear down. You know, they're changing, changing freaking definitions of words these days. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Check this out. This is in Canada. This is from uh, Sam Tripoli show. Sure, and that's just crazy to me. It's just crazy to me. And like, you want to see what they really want to do? Go watch what's going on in Canada right now. Yeah. Today, basically, Trudeau was like, hey, man, if you protest trans at all, you're fined 25 grand. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. I understand it's not America, and I understand that we have the illusion of freedom of speech, which seems to be being eroded as, and we'll get into a lot of that as well. Yeah. The TikTok ban, uh, the TikTok, uh, Bam, but uh, Schellenberger was just great on Rogan illustrating. Through it was a good show, by the way. Good conversation. Very interesting uh, little tidbits about it. <laughs> Eddie Bravo and all that kind of stuff. I enjoyed that show. And I got one more, and then we can move on to actual real news. Uh, I had to get a uh, OBDM Joe rant in here. This is this Bam, is like this is a you know classic. I had to subscribe back to that show <laughs> after you got mad and rage quitted. Uh, you weren't the only one. I heard there's other people that did that too. But uh, OBDM and um, listen to them. They're hilarious. It's kind of a conspiracy slash. Uh, they each have their own little segment. And uh, Joe's segment is the kind of cultural, I, political I heard, side, which I love. And what's fun about it, they got a little, uh, they got hit. They, I think this when they were going to close, they found out how many people actually liked their show. Because people <laughs> like me were like, hey, dude, who never mentions anything on their show, was like, unsubscribe. And they probably saw their numbers like, because Mike came out. Old, old uh, uh, Midnight Mike came trying to like, hey guys, it was an April Fool's joke. Did he? Yeah. Because I didn't. He's, <laughs> they still haven't said nothing on their show about like, man, we got a lot of people. Dude. <laughs> like, well, that's a funny. great. That's what's great about a good joke is just keep your mouth yeah, shut. You gotta, that's what makes it so good. Exactly. Huh? Uh, this is uh, Joe, and he is a libertarian, and he's gay. If that makes a difference, and, and an uh, honest gay, well, yeah, a rear on one of those. He's More awesome. Than, than Dave Rubin, I think. He's awesome. I'd go gay for Joe. I wouldn't. <laughs> when they talk about we need to, you know, the people who got it wrong during COVID, you know, we need to be able to welcome them back into our lives. We were all scared. It's like, no, you will do this again. And I want mm-hmm. apologies. I want, I want, you know, this guy humility. has more like a man Get than most men. Yeah, because 
Yeah. I like this guy. You know I like Joe, bro. This is something that needs... Joe's the reason I listen to the stupid show. We need to... This is a discussion that we need to have, and they're never going to do it. They're going to run from us, but don't you ever freaking do this again, this lockdown crap. Never no, again. No, we need to put the fear of God yeah, in Yeah, and, and honestly, I think, you know, I'm not one for violence, but there needs to be someone or multiple people held accountable in in a court of law, like, you know, all legal like, but then have some sort of public execution once they're, uh, you know, proven guilty because and put it on TV because and maybe even make it mandatory that people watch this and say, hey, don't you ever don't you ever even think about doing this again? Like, well, I, I believe I don't know what else, have, how do you how do you shake well, it been, into them? Well, we've <laughs> you know? been doing it. If you, if you if it's true, the reports about Bud Light, they've lost 30 percent. There's something like 3.5 billion. For them to lose 30%, they lose billions of dollars. I mean, they've been losing money for years. Every all these companies. So what? What I doesn't what, change. What I they that keep guy trying that does, it. What's the name of that guy that does it really PBD? Um, oh uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. The David. Uh, yeah, jeez, what is his name? Pat. It's not Pat. Ben, ben David or something like that. Yeah, he's Pat, a, like Pat. Pat Ben David, something like that. It's Patrick, Patrick, I know it's, David. I know it's, Patrick it's called Valuetainment, right? Yeah. Valuetainment. Yeah, and he was saying that we should have, that name. he was trying to encourage us to, like, dude, we can't take the foot off our pedal. Because a lot of these companies believe that we have real short memories, and we will forget about this and go back to buying Bud Light. But if you give these guys two quarters of loss, it's a big deal in the corporation world. Two quarters, two lost quarters, they may not think much about us, but in their circles, because I work in that circle, if, if you do, uh, if you lose money in two quarters, mm-hmm. bro, it's all hands on deck for the company. But is the is the ESG score more important it than is. the buck? Yes, because that's how your stock price goes up. It doesn't go up by uh, market share or profit. It goes up by how many investors are investing in your stock, so which because, is the ESG score. Because then I'm surprised, and because it must be true, because Disney stock goes up. And you're mm-hmm. like, they have made no money. Mm-hmm. They've been actually in the in the red for months now, for almost a year. None of their movies are making money. How how in the oh, I'm not gonna cuss family show. How in the world does Apple have an ESG score that's not just the worst ever? Environmental, oh, oh. social. You mean Foxconn? So, so they you basically mean- <laughs> yeah, they're manufacturing their their products in a, a facility where they have nets outside of the yeah, window so yeah. people don't jump out don't and jump. commit suicide because they can't get out of this building. No, no, because they can't find workers to replace them. You think you think China has real good environmental laws over there we all where know we're manufacturing these oh, Apple they products? Allowed, they allowed them into the G20 without even any... It, it's just, it's stupid. Yeah. It's just right, I mean, th- how many examples can you give over here like... well. What's so funny is it's that them allowing game. China to come into their group just proved that they didn't take any of this stuff serious, bro. This environment and people, they don't care, dude. Back to Joe's rants. All right. Better than like, I'm not saying that's what needs to happen, but these people have no scrap yes. of humility <laughs> or regret yes. for causing these problems. And I implore people who, and, I, and the people who listen to this show know, 
And I know I remember being in Austin, Texas, and I've talked about this a lot recently because the thing is, is that we're all going to move along and whistle like nothing ever happened. No, these motherfuckers shut down businesses. They made the richest people richer. They told you that you had to walk one direction down the aisles of a grocery store to stop yourself from <sighs> killing grandma. People were dying alone. Truth. In no, no, hospitals, no. I, people weren't seeing their true, loved dude. ones. My brother died. All of this craziness. They weren't allowed to watch their child hate. be born. Mm-hmm. And we're all supposed to be like, whoops. Yep. Neil deGrasse Tyson Your can child. fuck himself. <laughs> no, I had to say goodbye to an uncle Bam. and his family behind the glass because they couldn't kiss him good, goodbye when he was dying. Mm-hmm. My brother died of taking a second shot. I understand. I can't forget these, what happened, but. Nope. If you go into any social media, it seems like they're working really hard to change the narrative, aren't they? So, you know, I don't cool. I don't hold anger or um I'm not mad at these people, but you know, uh they're going to get theirs, man. I'm telling you. Well, and it's better if the, you uh admit your fault at this point. <laughs> that's all we're waiting for. But uh that's not going to happen. So that was my little roundup for podcast this week. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. If you got any value out of that, let me know. We're going to go to real news over here. You want something lighter? I, I like, uh, are we garbage? I like that. It's a humor. They oh, have, podcast? They, podcast. Nice. They bring them on. I should have asked they, you if you had They interview podcast. comedians and they just figure out if they came, tr- they grew up trashy or with class. Nice. And some of the nicest interviews, you get to really get to know some some of their people intimately. So, man, I had a awesome weekend. Um, I usually don't talk about myself, but uh, we Liar. had had a great <laughs> great time mountain biking. Uh, I went down to Marietta, California. Uh, oh. Did some mountain biking down oh, there. That's right, with huh? a buddy. We uh, <clears throat> he lives a quite a privileged life. I tell you, that. I do. Uh, this is all glory to God as usual. Uh, so we, uh, we ride Friday and, uh, we get back from riding and go into the jacuzzi and then I'm walking out there and there's two, like two of the most beautiful women I think I've ever seen in the jacuzzi all by themselves. You know, Robert and I are walking up kind of, going, What's good? I felt like it was a trick. You know, there was good. Someone's going to pop out of the bushes or something. And we, you know, we said hi or whatever and sat there and I was kind of quiet, but they were chit-chatting the girls. And, uh, after probably five minutes, I asked them, you know, like, what are you guys talking about? Cause I, I, I can kind of follow it, but I can't. And they ended up being a Canadian professional Canadian skydiving team members. Oh, wow. And they basically were here wow. for like three weeks doing all these like, uh, not competitions, what are they called? Exhibit like exhibitions. Okay. And they're the the type the type that basically like will hold hands and then let go and rotate around and oh, like. What's that? These, it's like a, a I don't know. They probably it's said like it. The swimming one. What's it called? Like it's like almost like what choreographed, yeah. Yeah, that's, but, yeah. Yeah. It was super fascinating. I was like, wow. And it was it was just kind of funny because Robert and I were you know, we're we're strutting down to the jacuzzi thinking we're all like badass mountain bikers, you know. <laughs> There's like these insane adrenaline junkie chicks. That was awesome. But uh, So that's what they were talking about? Did you get to hear, did you speak to anything about Canadian politics? We did talk a little bit. We talked, Is it uh, true, everything we're hearing? 
We talked COVID. I didn't get into Trudeau. I wish I would have. That that would have been interesting uh, kind of see where the well, young yeah. minds are. Because they do? were military, too. That was something oh. else they said is that they went into this whatever branch it was and parachuting from the military. It was a 24-year-old and a 28-year-old. It would be interesting what a soldier, a Korean <sighs> soldier, have to say about their commander-in-chief. You know I mean? It, it would just be interesting mm-hmm. to see... You know, mm-hmm. I was, I, you know, I was kind of in awe and hoping to like, uh, see them again later. Otherwise I would have said like, you know, Hey, uh, what do you think of Trump? <laughs> you know, like, cause these are, these type of things are interesting to me to kind of hear people's, uh, perspective on that kind of stuff. But I don't know if, uh, it's kind of tough to be that honest with people you just met though, I guess, huh? So that was a weird, uh, I did not mean to go into that area of my own personal life, but let's, uh, let's, <laughs> I thought you met the Swiss, uh, swim team or something, dude, almost. That was, um, pretty amazing. And then, uh, so I got back and, uh, went over to my buddy Lee's house and watched, uh, the UFC fights. And if anybody watched those this weekend, wow, they were, uh, it was amazing. Um, Trump was in the house, ringside. But not only that, uh-huh. who was with him? I mean... No, no, no. Iron Mike Tyson uh-huh. was with him. He uh-huh. wasn't. He was all smiley. Yeah. People forget that this guy's quite a charismatic uh, man. Dude, They for 15 minutes, they showed him shaking hands with every single person. I mean, everybody, literally everybody loved him. It was fascinating to watch and, it. And what I like to see, like, Joe Rogan, he was just on this show, and, and he's just talking like he doesn't believe that Trump is a good leader. He mm. says he's very crude and everything, but he calls mm-hmm. him a very good comedian. He's very charismatic. And he actually believes that Obama is was very statesman. He's the kind of president you want. And I'm like, so it's interesting to me the two sides. You know, they want one president to show you. I say he wants. they want him to look. To say everything, to say things like you want to hear it, but don't worry about what he actually does. And then worry about a president that you don't like the way he says things, but what he gets done is actually pretty good. Yeah. So it's interesting how you're going to pick things like that. What's wrong with people? Ask Mr. He even like, well, I thought he was kind of crude. He's kind of, uh, it, he said something that was mean. Yeah. It's like, what the? Yeah, but he gets things done. Get over yourself. Yeah. Like, what the? That's how Rogan, it's, it's amazing how sometimes he can sound beta but this is all you know and i'll stick up for him Uh, i don't stick up for trump very often but this one i will every 100 percent of the time every single time he goes after someone it's because they went after him 100 percent of the time i've never out of the years i've watched him operate especially when he was on twitter dude was an animal on twitter he just demolished people but they would come at him first Every time, and then, dude, he would literally just, just flame him. You know, it just be, you, it'd be over before it even started. But do you think the, the awesome. anger is with most people is that they think they've had him, and it hasn't been true? He told them, you know, they were they, they're going after us. This Russian stuff is a lie. They started mm. making fun of him. Remember, he pretty much taught us the new word, fake news. That was his word. Eh, he co-opted that. Uh, but he made we, he brought it up to the to the. You know, we were already all on the fake news bandwagon at that point. Uh, but he, this is one of the reasons 
one of the things I am a little reluctant with Trump and uh, say like Elon Musk or whatever is that they have, they're known to use um, software that's like a, a predictive programming algorithm. Um, Trump used it through Bannon and that Cambridge Analytica where they were basically, uh, we've talked about it on the show where they AB test stuff. So they'll, they'll, you know, and it's a, it's some giant mainframe computer where they'll type in hundreds of phrases, say uh, MAGA phrases, right? It's Republican MAGA phrases. And it, it, out, it uh, takes all of the internet's uh, input and then compares it to that statement or whatever. And depending on how that statement makes the uh, internet feel, and this is a, an algorithm that's collecting all the inter- information from the internet, they can basically A-B test stuff and say, okay, that's going to be a good thing to say right now because this algorithm's telling us based on what the internet's saying right now, that's what people want to see or hear. So there's, there's this, you, you get this? It's kind of crazy to think about, but they have it. And uh, Elon has brought it up multiple times that that's what he's kind of trying to, you know, the neuro link and all that stuff. You know, you see what you see the things that Elon says on Twitter. And it's like, how does he say things so perfect every time? I mean, it's 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 the perfect thing to get the response out of both sides. I'm going to tell you one thing. It's very fascinating. I have I don't get on Twitter until Wednesday before the show. I refuse to get on it hmm. because in ten minutes, my mood changes, where I am angry, hmm. I am upset, I'm looking at all, mm-hmm. and then I I listen to or I'll I listen to to people that make good points, and I get all worked up with that good point, and then you'll read the comments and you'll hear some schmuck just go, well, then this is not true. And you're going, okay, then that goes into the, and it can lead you away so much that the mood that I was in when I opened the app is completely different than when I finally go, ah, and turn off that app. Wow. You know what I mean? Damn. But so what's the answer? I'm not going to get on it. (laughs) Do I know that things are happening? Of course I know. We do a show. But Twitter itself is and things like YouTube and all that, like you said, that algorithm, whatever it is, mm-hmm. it's not good. Mm-hmm. It, it's. I think it's it's probably using a very similar algorithm where it's uh, based on what you look at. It's going. It's A B testing. Okay, what's gonna make him click this the most? Right. You'll get you'll get a pop up on Twitter that says according according to all the things all the videos you've seen and clicked on. This might be appealing yeah. to you. And you're going, no. I'll, every one of them, nope. Because then they'll make them go back and change their algorithm. Because, wait, this ain't working out. He's not clicking on anything. Let's get back to the UFC. Dude, we got a lot of show to go to, man. We got to buzz All through right, this stuff. Go for it. Come on. Uh, Jorge, how do you, this Jorge? Come on, bro. Well, Are you cultural appropriating us? I don't know how to say that. See, I'm a Jorge. Jorge. Huh? No, Jorge. Jorge. Brother, um, brother, have some respect. Okay? <laughs> okay, you say his fucking name then. Mas, okay, Jorge <laughs> Masvidal. Okay, thank you. Uh, this guy, I had, I've went back and forth on him because he's a big shit talker, but uh, he's got a lot of heart, and I like, uh, 
I think he's a, he's a good guy. But check this out. He lost this match, and he's retiring. Oh, oh, oh. The last time we see you inside the octagon. Is that the case? Um, first I want to say I love everybody. Don't mi gente, lo quiero. Sorry. Verdad, corazón, perdón. Libertad siempre. Hoy es mi último día peleando, pero no por la libertad. Siempre voy a hablar de la libertad. Los quiero todos. I think he's Cuban, right? I love everybody Heck here. Yeah. Thank That's you everybody why. for watching. But uh, this is where I started my career now. It's been a long 20 years, 50-some fights. You know, sometimes your favorite basketball player ain't got that three-pointer no more. Your favorite quarterback loses that rifle. I don't feel the same when I get in here no more. It's been 20 long years. I love all of you. UFC came here 20 years ago, and it inspired me to Wait chase this it. dream for 20 years, 50-some fights later. Hopefully I inspired somebody in here to go fight for theirs, no matter what it is. If it's in the sports world, if it's in the entertainment world if it's in whatever world the nine to five i love everybody i love this sport Don't you dare skip i'm a multi-millionaire i didn't start from i didn't have when i started and i can say i'm good for life now 20 long years joe i love you guys man well i love you too man you had a fantastic career and it's been an honor to call your fights i'm a huge fan and i've appreciated everything you've done also i want to say greatest president in the history of the world sitting right there listen to the crowd we also got the greatest governor of all time here in Florida. Let's keep Florida free, a red state, and let's take that. You know who? Let's go Brandon out of power and replace him. If I could get it just one time. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Yes. I'm out, y'all. 305 for life. Miami making love for Jorge Masvidal. Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. Dude. Dude, the hits keep and then, coming. And, and then too. you all know why I get all riled up, bro. And I get arrested at churches. Man, that I got, got goosebumps from that one too. Uh, this uh, was not at USC, but I thought it was hilarious because it's a "Let's Go Brandon" chant. That is the uh, Adidas Wrestling National Championship. <laughs> and Seriously? And they're uh, 8 to 12-year-olds. <laughs> these are the ones that oh, those man. damn drag queens want, guys. They want these kids, man, and we're going to keep them safe. Look up uh, Black and White Sports on YouTube. Those guys uh, have been cracking up at their videos. Really? I've never seen that. Side. It's a great, uh, great channel. They go on to basically say that... Uh, um, the I don't know if it was the media. I can't remember what they said. I won't be able to cue it up right. But basically, they're blaming the parents for uh, uh, causing that, <laughs> which was awesome. And then uh, the USC fights were were pretty good. This one was an amazing fight. Uh, actually, there was a couple good fights. So, and this is Kelvin Gastilio. Uh, and what a, an amazing! Um, this is not the first time we've played UFC guys. Giving props to hardworking men, man. To Jesus, and um, it's not lost on me, you guys. I'm, I'm sure everybody out out there is already UFC fans. You know, I'm kind of new to the the sport, but I have stopped watching all sports except for UFC. That's the only sport that I'll watch where I actually get done with the fight. Every time I'm watching a fight, dudes are killing themselves, right, beating the shit out of each other, and they'll. 
reach down and pick the guy up. You know, they'll hug, they're bleeding off out their face and they're hugging. Well, the, the, this, remember, this, it's, there's nothing like that if you ask me, but I, I, you know, and then obviously all the God and uh, well, the God stuff is a, a big one for me. Cause you, you, it's just, it's over and over again. It seems you know? to be a lot of the, the same. Like when we were kids, like if, if you wanted it, you were starting fighting and you didn't want to fight, your parents would bring you together. Okay, fight. And you would fight and you would get that out of you. Mm. And then afterwards you're like, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 it wasn't as bad as I was. But when you have two guys who work so hard and go to battle, bro, mm-hmm. and they push each other to the limit, and they know what they did to each other, mm-hmm. they know all the work that they both had to do to get there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you, I, I agree with you. And you and hear him talk. Joe Rogan talks about yeah. that a lot of it has to do with like martial arts and everything cause, because you want to beat them, but at the same time you want to also uplift your partner. It's a beautiful because yeah. uh, uh, you don't want to destroy them, but you want to beat the guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Let's listen. This is um, this is one. Just could be a ever uh, evergreen here. The judges score cards for decision. The it was an upset too. I don't. I don't know if he should have won. Twenty nine, twenty eight, and thirty, twenty seven for the winner by unanimous decision. Kelvin. What a fight! It was. I'm here with the winner, Kelvin Gaslam. Kelvin, you returned to your best form tonight. It was one of your finest performances inside the octagon. You look like a world beater out there. He has risen this weekend. Amen. Thank you, Joe. Wow, a year and a half. What has happened? What has changed in your life that led you to this performance tonight? Because this re-inspired you. Man, I had to make a radical change Mm -hmm. in me, in my soul, in my psychological. Joe, I had to go through the valley of the shadow of deaths to be here tonight. I didn't just spend a year and a half away vacationing. I struggled to be here every day, and I earned this. Well, it certainly showed inside the octagon. Your movement, your combinations, everything was on point tonight. And against a very, very tough guy in Chris Curtis. My goodness, hats off to Chris Curtis. He's one of the toughest on the I've ever fought. Well, Kelvin, this mm-hmm. is a huge, huge victory for you. Congratulations. Enjoy it. Brother man, you need to stop showing these videos of me because then I won't stop standing up in churches and speaking out. You know better not to be putting this up for me. Yeah. Mud dog almost uh, almost had some trouble, huh? All because of the glory of God, and it will. <laughs> His will will be completed. All right, we got we're fifty one minutes in here, buddy. This has been one of the best shows we've ever made. Done, bro. Nice. Damn good show. Damn good. I lo- thank you for saying that. One of my favorite parts of that stupid show, there. Uh, I don't know what you want to go into here. You want to keep going Dude, in the you're news? The, you're the dealer. Come on. What's yeah. next? Well, I got more personal um, revelations. 
but maybe we should I save that. I want to excited. Oh, whatever, oh, oh, you're oh, the oh, DJ. Oh. Yeah, I, I finished up my um, uh, Bible study. <clears throat> Whoa. Bible study course that uh, was like a five week thing and it was on disciple making, you know, and I'm a, I'm pretty, pretty new to the faith, you know, and it was very fascinating to me to, to kind of make it through that, you know, being pretty quiet in the beginning and then towards the end kind of, uh, you know, telling the guys kind of how I got to my faith and, uh, you know, by doing that, it was interesting because, you know, you're supposed to go out and try to make Christians if you're, uh, if you're one. And, you know, I always felt like there, you know, there was nothing I could offer that besides just living an example, you know, good example for people or whatever. But, uh, through this, I've found that, uh, you know, perp, you know, talking to people about evil and talking to be people about purpose are two things that really don't, you know, you don't have to basically push the Bible or push Jesus, but you can push, Hey, do you think there's evil out there? You know, do you have purpose? You know, like all these, these are, uh, because I look around at the world basically in, in a nutshell, you know, that there, there's purposes hard to come by. Um, you know, and if people are just doing social media all day long, you know, that, that's just, oh. that's going to be like the worst purpose that you you could possibly grab onto. I don't know what's worth video games or the social media mm, because video you games get is a caught good one up too. on, it, you yeah. can start in the morning and by the time you turn it off, it's like six, seven hours pass by mm-hmm. like a snap of the finger. And that's a really good example because that in that moment, you feel like you have purpose. Yeah. You're playing a video, you feel you know, like well, you I, feel fulfilled. You know, I told you just last week I experienced the VR. Yeah, <laughs> and you're looking up. You're actually in the game, and you're looking up. The sky is the part of the game, and for that half hour, like you said, I was out of touch with the world. That was my world, and yeah. it's amazing how your mind can really because you're looking up. It looks like the video game sky. So your mind thinks you're in there. And then when you take them off, it's like, oh, that's re- this is reality. Mm-hmm. It, it it was worse than flipping my game with the Atari that took me all day and then look outside that I started in the morning and then when I flipped it, it was 8 o'clock at night. So it took me 16 hours to do all that for 12 hours. Yeah. I played a lot of video games in my life too, but not anymore. I uh, Man, I used to sit there... Uh, Sit there for hours. <laughs> Same kind of thing. Ugh, terrible. Get out of that, guys. Go get a bicycle or something. They're cheap right now, too, dude. All kinds of used ones on sale, too. Yeah, and I was just I was thinking about uh, you know purpose and all that stuff, and you know, two hundred years ago, you know when you know people really had to rough it, you know, you had purpose. You know, like there was, you, there was no, no doubt what your purpose was. It was surviving. Right. And we've, uh, we've kind of came to this point in our culture now where, uh, that's not an issue. I can't remember what this is called, but it's like a hierarchy of, uh, needs. But once you get to a certain point, you start looking for problems, you know, yeah. instead of just, you know, dealing with your purpose, you try to create a purpose because you don't, you know, you're unfulfilled. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, uh, Depends you know, on what, you know, I mean, it depends. You know, 
12 year olds 200 years ago would start businesses or, you know, be running the farm, you know, practically. Brother. And now it's. In the you know, 40s and in the 50s, they taught you how to weld and machine in high school. Mm-hmm. They had basic welding and machining. They had little metal urgy, urgy ideas when they would leave school. It used to be in the 40s. Remember our buddy Wayne? They used to have rifle practice at school. Yep. It used yeah, to be a PE elective class. I kind of think about when I was a kid, you know, I didn't really have any purpose. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's 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 something that just everybody, I think, falls into, and you got to work your way through it. But I, I do know that faith will help you, uh, will give you purpose, help you get purpose, let's say. Well, it, <laughs> it funnels you into the right direction. It's not going to give you anything. It leads you to the right direction if you, right. if you, if you lend yourself to what it says right. in the good book. Yep. It'll, it makes you reflect on yourself and no one else. And you start seeing your shortcomings. But then as you continue reading, it also gives you hope. You know, you, that you can overcome them. And it, you will. Yeah. Jeez, I feel like everything, all the news this week is like trans, true trans people like freaking out type of thing, but. Pride, bro. That word pride, and now they wear they wear it like a like a badge of honor. Well, yes, it's pride, and it's uh, there's a lot of anger going on with these uh, with these type of people. I don't really understand um, the mentality of uh, you know. I don't. I guess I do, but it's pretty creepy because they're yelling at you, yelling at us, yelling at whoever for being anti-trans when you know you could see that riley Gaines chick oh if if there wasn't cops there should have been dead they might have killed her because like she got it's a mob she allegedly got hit 30 something times before the cops even got no, there and do you see how all of a sudden it's so, okay for a grown man yeah. to beat up a wife yeah. well then i'm gonna go home and beat up my wife because obviously it's okay now yeah, I don't. I don't know what to do with this. It's it's getting annoying. It, it's um, beyond. These are these are. This is the ramification where Hollywood have and I have an art uh, uh, disagreement on. But this is the parents who spared the rod and spoiled their child. Because I can guarantee yeah. you, if these parents are that woke, I'm sure they live in the ideology that oh, we give our kids participation trophies and make sure they got their jukebox. And I never ever spank my kid because you know they're perfect and yeah. right now if you get any of those guys and you crack their head they'll stop doing what they're doing well you know with that uh they're also not talking to their kids they're not having like you know uh they're not listening you know they're they're literally just you know this the so, you know, I don't know. I mean. The, the, the scary one, bro. Have you seen the Jim Brewer one? I don't think one? it's spanking stuff. But. You see the Jim Brewer one where he said that he sent his kids, innocent kid, September or August sent his kid to college by Christmas. Mm. She comes back like this whole that. total, like, who the heck is this? What was it? Not even four months, bro. Indoctrination there. Cha, four months. Imagine all the job you did talking to your kids. Up to their eighteen, and for they go to college, and in four months they come back to you a whole different person. You know, you, you have to at a certain point 
you know, I'm speaking to the choir here out there, but at a certain point you have to kind of see that the violence and the intimidation is all on one side. I don't see uh, violence and intimidation going on at abortion clinics or, you know, name your Christian right, hardcore Christian right people or whatever, you know, it well, was it, the violence always comes from the person that loses the the debate and they they don't they can't debate so because the christian always believes that there is redemption because many of mm. us were redeemed from so many mm. wicked things and that's what we have a, a difficult time and we let it go we, because they, they they see our patience as weakness mm. you know because none of us right now are telling them to cancel that Levin person with Bud Light. None of us are telling that Bud Light has to be eliminated, that we don't want, that you got to just eliminate, just, you know, shoo them to the cornfield, you know? None of us are asking that. What we're asking is that you guys wake up, repent from these things. This is going to take us to evil because a Christian faith is that if, if all this happens, God's wrath is going to come up. Yeah. And we don't want to be caught up in the wrath because you guys... Yeah, don't I, want to change. Yeah, I want to raise my kids. I yeah. don't want to go through rapture. But you hear this, bro. You hear this. And I, I think a lot of it has to do with that. I To me, it's just... It's absolutely fascinating that every time you see these woke companies, there's always a woke CEO at the top. Shh. And I'm sorry, ladies, but it's a lady. It's like I haven't seen one dude that was woke in any of these corporations. They're they're uh, all ladies. Well, I don't the, know what that says. The CEO what of that Bud Light, means, she her people went through her social media on Facebook and found out that this girl's a frat girl, and the clubs that she was in in, hmm. in Harvard were all about empowering women in the business course. Because remember, she has an interview where she says that Bud Light was basically a failing company failing brand, a iconic brand, as she says. And her job was to bring it back up. And what is she well, I'm thought? a businesswoman. I had a really clear job to do when yeah. I took over Bud Light. And it was, this brand is in decline. It's been in decline for a really long time. And if we do not attract young drinkers to come and drink this brand, there will be no future for Bud Light. So I had this super clear mandate. It's like we mm-hmm. need to evolve and elevate this incredibly iconic brand and my what i brought to that was a belief in okay what is what what does evolve and elevate mean it means inclusivity it means shifting the tone it means having a campaign that's truly inclusive and feels lighter and brighter and different and appeals to women and to men Mm -hmm. and representation is at sort of the heart of evolution can i I pause it real quick to me, when she sounds like what she's pretty much telling us here is what she said in the interview when she got the job. She's pretty, you got a bunch of these old fogies in, in, that owns Budweiser, the, comp, the big company, and she comes in and he goes, look, the brand is failing really bad. Really? Well, have, look, have you heard about this ESG score? Well, the ESG score will help us get more branding. And we follow everything I learned in business school. This will bring people back to our to our brand. That's what she's, she she proposed to mm-hmm. them. Now my question is, now that her plan failed, because they lost 30% of what they sell, okay? 
that means that her theory isn't true. So what are they going to do? They're, are they going to give her another failing brand to see if she can revive that? For sure. She resigned. I know that. But she'll Did just, she? Yeah, she'll just oh, get, I didn't, I've been looking for I didn't know that. Yeah, she resigned. But she'll, like you said, she'll get picked up by another, uh, you know, ESG. But uh, they better not show her face, dude. They better not find out. I mean... So this, uh, so they she quit or she fought, she got fired. I think she resigned. I don't think but she. Got why? Then she believed in this campaign. Why is she upset? Uh, I don't think this is gonna do very well for uh, <laughs> the show because it's it's more video than anything. But uh, Mark Dice, oh. you know, kind of covered this this woke chick, and then he basically went into you know what Budweiser used to be. It used to be the best, most crude and funny commercials ever made was the Bud Bud Light commercials. I mean, they were I, I, like consistently hilarious, <laughs> like every time. And I, and we've lost all that. Now we're now we're serious. Play your thing. We got I got rainbows. something to say after this. Ugh. And here's what Bud Light commercials used to look like. Hey, the guys are coming over to watch the game. Aren't you worried about them drinking all the Bud Light? Not to worry. Look what I had installed. <laughs> yeah. Secret revolving wall. Dude, you're a genius. Guys, hurry up! The magic fridge is back! <laughs> Refreshingly smooth. Here's just one more. When society was normal, before wokeness, before cell phones, before social media. When we look, when we look forward to these commercials? Do that screwdriver too. Oh, man. I'm in. <laughs> I remember this one. For the great taste of Wolfie up and We should be explaining that, but oh well. <laughs> what were you gonna say? I there's a story. I miss funny I, commercials, dude. Why are we so serious? My dad used to tell me a story. My dad's been in this country for a long time. In the late sixties, early seventies, like sixty-eight, sixty-nine, seventy, seventy-one, Coors had a reputation among the Mexican community that they didn't hire Mexicans. So they started boycotting Coors. They boycotted it for years. Hmm. My dad used to say that if they even saw you barbecuing and you were drinking Coors. The same Mexican guys will come and kick your ass because they're telling you, we're freaking boycotting this beer. And basically, that's when Budweiser got the title of King of Beers because all of a sudden they started selling more Budweiser than Coors. So now I think we just need to dethrone Budweiser now. You know, same tactics worked before, We can, and it seems to be working again. Yeah, I don't, I mean. You never heard that story? It's It's pretty sad because the people that still drink Budweiser, it doesn't matter what bud does to their beer or brand or whatever they're gonna always drink budweiser i went to costco today it's kind of a the course next to the bud light was almost empty and the miller next to the bud light was almost empty the hmm. bud light was full nice so i don't know brother here you go nike sponsoring dylan mulvaney now for fucking sports bras okay <laughs> i'm sorry dylan doesn't have breasts no and taking some and sort of a hormone that has turned dylan into some I don't know what's happening there, but those are not breasts. And Dylan doesn't need any sort of a bra, never mind a sports bra. You, the three ladies on this program right now have 
six boobs between us, and we actually know what it's like to wear a bra, and no one would be inspired to buy one based on non-breasted Dylan Mulvaney prancing around in a Nike sports bra. By the way, Dylan also appears to have an eating disorder. I'm just going to say it. But Dylan is about 40 pounds soaking wet. How, so how, not- how much longer do you think we find Dylan suicide himself? Because mm. I don't believe I that this guy's in a good mind when he goes home alone mm-hmm. because of how much he's mutilated his face. The guy's fake. He hasn't gone through the full surgery. He hasn't taken away his penis. He hasn't done anything else. But yet, I just got a feeling that this guy, there's something wrong with him. Yeah. And I believe that we're going to end up, because they're they're fluffing him up, and when this all ends and nobody wants to hear about this guy again, what is he going to end up doing? He's mutilated himself to a point that he can't return back. Yeah, I don't think he's uh, done any surgeries, has he? He had the face surgery. Ah, just try to yeah, try and make himself surgery. more feminine. Yeah. You know, what does he got to say about this? Do do what you need to do, there, guys. Uh, we're not going to stop you. This uh, he just basically breaks it down. Okay, uh, same kind of thing we're doing. Uh. But it goes on. There's uh, Jack Daniels. Oh, I just uh, heard that too. Uh, revolt. People are pouring out their Jack Daniels. Did you see? Did you see the commercial? No, but I looked it up, and that's like a four year old ad campaign. They've been doing this transgender ads. Well, just showed you how they've been squashing it down, and no yeah. one hearing about it. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, yeah, yeah. Well, and and of all the drinks, Jack Daniels. Have you seen the guys that drink Jack Daniels, dude? Look at look at what they're doing though. Budweiser and Jack Daniels, right? Declining brands. Like this is how they they phrase it, and this is how they get their agenda in. Oh, we're in decline. Well, that's how this so we got to do got something. That job. She goes, oh, yeah. you imagine you're talking to a bunch of eighty year old people going, look, this is the new way. Have you seen this company? They're doing. Look at all the attention they're getting. We need, we need, Bud Light needs attention. Yeah, this will get excitement. <laughs> and, I'm, and for me, it looks like when I see Joe Rogan and I see that the comedians in there, they can drink 40 Bud Lights. That to me doesn't make that beer good. To me, it goes, it, it took 40 beers to get you that drunk when a good IPA, one or two, gets you that drunk. Mm-hmm. At least no. three. Well, you three. I'm a lightweight. <laughs> one for me. Uh, I don't know if we even want to cover this guy. Did you Who hear about this guy? this guy? No, I don't even know anything about this guy. This is the guy that's taken over for Lori, the Beetlejuice lady from Chicago. And if we know about Chicago politics before you play, oh man, nothing changed. Oh, it's going to get worse. Yep, they vote for the same guys over and over again. He's a educator. Yeah, he's never hold a political position. When those students succeed at a selective enrollment, particularly black students, what ends up happening 2018. is all other black students who don't meet those same standards get shamed, right? See, so-and-so made it out. What's your problem? Like, how come you can't do it? These students are doing it. And so what it taught me, though, was pushing like to eliminate sort of the standardization of our public schools. Um, my students sometimes would get frustrated. I didn't offer any test prep. Many of my other colleagues were Listen. doing it at the time. I was pushing our administration to move away from that. To be quite frank with you, I didn't issue a lot of homework for students. Um, that was my own way of sort of rebelling against the structure. Listen to this. Wow. <sighs> so that's Chicago. To me, to, this is a... I don't think I ever gave a kid an F. Look at... I just... I, I, don't, I don't know how a student sits in front of you and fails. I know some professors may find that 
you know, you know, this is so narcissist. That means this guy gets positive real quick. This guy gets to brag and says that no one fails in his class. And the reason he's getting all these positions because look at this guy's so successful. He never fails anyone in his class. Everyone passes. But the he must problem be a great about this, teacher. <laughs> but the problem with this agenda yeah. is that he's brainwashing. He's setting up our kids to fail. They're not going to be ready in the real world. Oh, yeah. The real world doesn't, world doesn't pander this. Bubble and this boys. ideology, if you bring Thomas Sowell on, will explain how these black ideologies has failed many times. You know? I mean, everybody's talking about reparations. But what about affirmative action? Affirmative action was reparations. Right now, they say that there's more black educated people than black educated people. I mean, than white educated people. So, and they're still saying that there's disparity among them. Among them, but you're you can't bring someone who doesn't have the skills into a calculus class if he doesn't have the skills. Mm-hmm. You could just. Um just get them graduated, and they can do this kind of stuff. It happened smack dab right here in the middle of the Inner Harbor Easter night around 9 o'clock, right here along Pratt Street, right in front of the Shake Shack. Police say there was a huge crowd of young people here. Police Commissioner Harrison saying a crowd of about 200 young people, and police came in to break up a big fight in that crowd. And he says while they were breaking up the fight right here along Pratt Street, Gunfire rang out. Two teenagers were shot, a 14-year-old and a 16-year-old. One of those shot in the back, taken to the hospital in critical condition. Chicago. And get this, while no. police were here Baltimore? on the scene, Baltimore. they saw one of the shooting suspects fleeing on a dirt bike. They chased, they followed and chased that suspect right around the corner from here to police headquarters. The suspect driving his dirt bike right into the police garage where he was arrested. Again, this all what? happening around 9 o'clock. That doesn't make any response sense. To this, but here, here this on the, the scene, check it out. Mayor Scott saying, listen up, Baltimore, the youth curfew is back. He says it will be back in the coming days and months <laughs> of now spring Lockdown. and summer. Yeah. Talking about that after this. That's all they know how to do. Why aren't you arresting these people? Why aren't you putting them in prison? Why aren't you yeah. reforming them like we were supposed to do is reform them? You probably should go talk to the parents and say, hey, you know where your freaking kids are, buddy? There is a, there is a great interview with... Um, That's what I'd do. Uh, what's the name of that doctor? Gosh, I forgot. I had it in the top of my head. Never mind. So Forget it's, about this. it's messed up because, you know, if you're, say, a 15-year-old kid that takes care of his shit, works hard... You know, like wants to go, you know, play Magic the Gathering on Friday night with his buddies at the card shop. He can't do that because a bunch of dorks basically can't control themselves and cause all this violence. Everybody has to pay. How is this is that this should never be an option. I hate this kind of collective punishment thing. Instead of punishing the person that's actually doing the the bad behavior, they're going to punish everybody. Nice. Dr. Drew and Jimmy Dore. Dr. Drew interviewed Jimmy Dore. If you want to hear a good interview, and he and remember last week I, or a couple of weeks ago I talked about how we used to have institutions like the, the people who are in the street with mental illness and problems, and we had places to put them at. Now mm-hmm. we're putting them out in the streets and we're trying to uh, give them remedies out in the streets. And Dr. Drew brought this up that we had to it, 
places where they would be safe, where we can keep them yeah. there, we can talk to them, get them help. But now, yeah. there are so many people in Los Angeles who work for the homeless issues that make six-figure incomes. You can go on the Los Angeles City Council and you'll see the list. There is no incentives for them to fix the problem. Mm-hmm. There's way too much money. You're talking about a lot of people who work on that project that are making six-figure incomes and nothing's being, re- nothing's being resolved. There's no, re- there's no money. As uh, A comedian once said, there's no money in the cure. There's money in the medicine. All right, yeah, like I was saying earlier, uh, call back. Bitcoin's at 30,000. That's awesome. This guy wraps it up here. Let's listen. take a listen to him. Really hard for people to understand what causes Bitcoin to go from 67,000 back to 16 and now back to 30, but it's very that's what we've seen through the history of Bitcoin. Well, listen, I think going from 60 60- on its way down happened because Chairman Powell got really aggressive on interest rates. So that made sense to me. I think the last bit, I don't know if it was 25 to 16 or 30 to 16, uh, was this collection of frauds and risk management mistakes that our whole industry uh, had to wash out of the system. And that took out lots of leverage. It took out lots of bad actors and left the market at the beginning of the year where anyone who had to sell it already sold. The question is, Mm-hmm. Why did Bitcoin shoot back up from 16K back up to 30K? Why did it do this? Do you know? As I see it, yes. Bitcoin shot back up to 30K. For- Why do you think? This is altcoin daily, need by the way. a safe haven because they're usually the biggest cowards. Um, they, they, our show has been speaking about this. I brought it up to you that Bitcoin's name is a great name. It's better than Nike. It's better than anybody. It's a name. Okay? And the only reason it's going up is the same reason why gold is going up. They're saying gold is going to be $2,000 pretty soon, and silver's starting to go up. Everybody's looking for a way to escape because the last two weeks, all I've been hearing in the news is the dollar's crashing. The dollar's crashing. The dollar's crashing. The dollar's crashing. And you're going to have all this panic of what to do. Especially the guys that have a lot of money. What do I do with this? It's happening right now. So in the history of Bitcoin, when you look back in what, 2008, 2011, when the market was crashing, there was nowhere to put the money. The U.S. bonds sucked. Everything sucked. Bitcoin raised up, went up big time because all these people wanted a safe haven to put their money at. And I think this is what we're seeing still. Well, there was a lot of money slopping around when Bitcoin had its run couple of years ago to 69 so you know that we what, what we've talked about it we printed 50 percent of the the actual currency the dollars in the world we printed 50 percent of them in the last three two, years three years two years yeah. yeah yeah so, so I, I that that's what i see is as we printed the money bitcoin went up what i'm as we stopped printing money and giving money out bitcoin went down and now literally to the day when we start bailing out banks again, now you st- start seeing it going up. So, so 
what I think should be Bitcoin, to see what, what would be what would be what buy help, some what would help Bitcoin if it stayed steady for a long time on the higher because if you see the loops it's always jagged up and mm-hmm. down up and down if this run they come back and they can keep it up for a, say a year at that rate at a good value I think it it'll help out the whole Bitcoin um, or and but now. Is it going to stir up to to get all these crazy other uh, uh, what do you call it cryptocurrency back up again? Like, is Ethereum coming back? Is all or are those oh, done? No. Yeah, everything follows Bitcoin. So if Bitcoin's going up, the rest of the market will go up. Uh, so do you think Good Time Culture Podcast needs to make a coin? So uh, we can start no, it? but I mean, to be honest with you, uh, I haven't pushed it enough on this show, but. Bitcoin is our coin, is the Good Time Culture podcast coin, because it is the middle finger to all authority. It is independent. It is mine. You know, nobody else can can take it from me. Okay, okay, okay. It's it's purpose. It gives uh, gives me purpose. And honestly, I see it very similar to a kind of like a raft you know, where, where I feel like Jesus threw me a lifeline and I grabbed it. And I see Bitcoin as very similar, but more of like an economic freedom side versus a faith, you know, faith side. But it's very similar to me. You know, I, I see it very similar. Ab, this, is, this is, I don't know much about it. I mean, I'm learning through Hollywood about this. But today or a couple of days ago, there was rumors that they actually found the guy of Bitcoin. Yeah. And the rumors is that DeSantis is the guy. Nice. Because he's worth <laughs> a lot of money. People are trying to say that this guy's not poor. No. And they're saying that DeSantis is the, the guru, really, of, of Bitcoin. That's interesting to me. Because he didn't come out and denounce mm-hmm. it, and the Bitcoin society didn't say nothing. All they did is hush that story real fast. So the, the story, uh, if you, I think, a lot of people have heard this. I don't know if uh, Mud Dog's heard this, but the story goes that Bitcoin was created on like a message board, like the old school where you drop in uh, ideas for programming, you know, like a almost like a forum where, you know, hey, this, this is a cool uh, script for whatever use. And then, you know, you would basically, that's how a lot of these programmers would uh, put together their their programming, whatever they were doing. And it was a bunch of these programmers that got together. It wasn't just one guy. It was, you know, probably four or five guys that got together and uh, created the code that is used now. Uh, it wasn't one person. Uh, I think there was, because they still have like the screen names. That's what Satoshi Nakamoto was a screen name. It wasn't like his real name. Well, that's just it was just like the forum. that guy. And they're saying that he's part of that group. Yeah. I mean, it'd be Who interesting. That? Who says that? Look it up right now. At, <laughs> look it up right now. So DeSantos owns or is the creator of Bitcoin. Look up the story. Yeah. Look it up. I'm, I like the looks of the chart is what I like looking at. I don't care about that chart, bro. It's going to fall down sooner or later. That's the history of Bitcoin. It's going to fall. Well, yeah, but it rises first. <laughs> well, yeah, because so. it's it's the, it, it's considered like yourself a safe haven. That's what people think it is. Well, I don't think it is. It's you know I don't 
it's not a safe haven. It's just a, uh, it's a device that you can use where you don't lose your value of your, your money that's sitting well, in the bank. It, you know, it seems you got to me, it, exactly what you're saying right now, $2 million dollars sitting right in the bank, you're losing no, no, a lot I, of money. I agree with what exactly what you're saying right now. That's why I think that these people right now, everyone's talking about that the banks are going to have runs and with China, they already have implementing dude. their money out to everybody. It's happened. Okay, so my question is going to be then, as you can see, bro, I watched a lot of that, that guy, um, Patrick uh, B. David, because I'm trying to use the, his tactics right now. No, but, he's good. But my point but, is... I mean, all that shit's happened, dude. It's well, not like it's going to happen. No, I understand, two, but... Two, we, the second and third largest bank in U.S. history failed yeah, last month. They got bailed out, though. <laughs> well... That we bailed them out. Look at the Bitcoin price. No, I know so, that. But my, please but, but, bail out more banks, apparently. Although uh, this this gets into a whole other subject that we haven't talked about. Dang, dude. What was it when just a month ago when we first started talking about this and you were starting to lose a little faith in Bitcoin? No. Oh, brother. Guys, go look at our, our catalog so, and bring it up and then email us back which episode it was. Seeing I lost faith in mm-hmm. God or something. Come mm-hmm. on, buddy. <laughs> That's ridiculous. But it is interesting, brother. $30,000. Dang. Yeah, well, what's interesting is two months ago, you could have bought it for, uh, you know. 16. What was the lowest? 16. Yes, it went to 16.5. That was the lowest? But uh, anyway. Interesting, brother. Uh, we, Interesting. We love Bitcoin over here, even I, though uh, Mud Dog's still. I like omelets more than Bitcoin. You like I like what? scrambled eggs and omelets way better than Bitcoin. Hmm. Well, hopefully you got some chickens that you can uh, have I'm, eggs I'm, with. I'm actually going to be working on that here soon. Your dollars aren't going to buy any eggs, buddy. No, and then I learned how to make chicken feed too, so I'm not going to be buying chicken feed either. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I uh, don't even want to ask. Yeah, so this is a kind of a breakdown here. Oh no, I have to do a subscription to this one. Don't anyway, since uh, since January, like we were talking reasons. about at Number sixteen, one. it's went. It's been seventy five percent increase since that sixteen. Wow! So do the math there. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, everybody was broke when it was 16K around Christmas. <laughs> Nobody could buy any. Or at least that's where I was at. Uh, I think I'm wrapping up here, dude. You got so anything you want to To me, what, cover? What, what I lost is if I would have bought, I had the money to buy Bitcoin cash straight out, I would have made, if I would have paid 16000 right there, I would have already made $13,000 on that. So if I would have sold all of it, I would have made Imagine I, I had enough to buy probably four or five shares of four Bitcoins complete. Yeah. And that means that those four, the prob- compared, compared to what I got in my money yeah. in the bank, yeah, Hollywood, I think it's starting to get attracted to me because you're talking about in four months, I would have gotten what? The problem is that- I only got 3% from, from the bank. When did you, uh, you pulled out like two years ago? Yeah. Some of your, uh, so, two years ago, Bitcoin was at like 50,000 though. So you would have bought Bitcoin no, no. at 50,000. If I would have bought it at 16. <laughs> I know, but I would have, I, right now, my, my two investments would have gone up, uh, $14,000. I know. 
trust me, dude. That's all I do is sit there wow. and work and hit the calculator and over three and over of again. Anticipate. <laughs> wow, I'd be like forty-eight. I would have made fifty thousand dollars on top of my investment. Mm-hmm. Crazy. In three months. Yep. There's and, no better return in any. No bank is giving you that. Yeah, I mean. And, and and the coolest thing with Bitcoin, I find, is that, like, because I got a bunch of stocks, too, that you got to wait until Monday to sell them. So, like, on the weekend, you know, say last weekend, I was like, man, I'm going to gamble some money at the casino. We went to the casino, by the way, down there, uh, Pachanga. That was pretty sweet. Pachanga. <laughs> but, uh, dude, like, I, I went to try to pull money out of my uh, stock. I was going to sell a couple stocks, pull out some money. Which is probably stupid. Of course, you can't sell until Monday. Ah! I go to my cash app on two clicks. I'm selling Bitcoin and I got cash, like on <laughs> on the weekend. You know, so that there's just that little benefit alone, and then not to mention worldwide. No, worldwide and, Bitcoin is used and sold, and and, you know, it's and not that is what's twenty four seven. That's what being attractive that you have twenty four hour seven days access to mm-hmm. money if you need it. You're right. If I had to straighten something out with the bank, I have to wait till the bank opens because a lot of their, um, especially if you do small credit unions, they don't have 24-hour phone services. So you got to wait till the Monday mm-hmm. morning to, mm-hmm. to do something. Yeah, I've done that when my identity was stolen. Try and go try and go Christmas weekend without your bank opening. I know. It really they, lock your ba- they lock your account because someone stole your ID for a while. It definitely reinforce the uh you know have more cash on hand thing too bro which, uh, bro but that but a couple I, of guys that listen to the show are always telling me well i still like the idea of what you're saying i mean and it it makes sense but what i'm scared about this or what makes me puts up is greed and getting too greedy about it and that's where i know myself and that's the part where i'm going okay no, no i'm all right stay humble stack sats Sats are, uh, oh, we talked about that last week, huh? Fractions of a Bitcoin. Yeah. And uh, the way you go about this, if anybody's even curious, I don't think anybody is, but this is for Mud Dog over here. The way you go about that is dollar cost averaging. So you don't ever buy $20,000 worth at once. You know, if you have an allocation that you want to buy Bitcoin, you know, you want to spend $10,000 on Bitcoin, you break it up. You know, geez, maybe even two years worth. Break it up to like a week. Every week buy 50 bucks worth or every week buy 200 bucks or whatever your budget is. And then you uh, you basically, all this crazy chart that you were talking about, up and down, up and down. If you're buying every day at a consistent rate, you know, you're never losing. You're never winning. You know, you're just you're just buying Bitcoin at value. And, you know, as you can see from that chart, I pulled up, uh, where did I pull it up? You know, from 2009 to now, you know, it's only went up, you know, like if you drew a line from here back to here, (laughs) you know, so in another 10 years, theoretically, it should be out here, you know, but it, but it makes sense about 2009, because 2008 was the big market crash. It was the big market crash in 2008. And ever since then, the dollar has not been. We have we had eight years of a president who didn't do anything for our economy, and then we had a president that did bump our economy up for four years, and now we have this moron, and the economy is our economy is bleeding again. 
It just uh, seems like it, the, the Democrats seem to have a... Maybe you do want to work, work for another Democrat, guys, because that's the guy who pushes up Bitcoin. There, there was definitely a, a flavor to the uh, creators of Bitcoin. Uh, it's a very fascinating whole story, but uh, where they were basically grumbling and complaining and talking crap about the recession, the great recession oh, okay. we had and how so that was a motivation. It was, they, they, they saw the banking system and what they, how they basically rug pulled us. You know, they, they got us all to buy into the housing, all yeah. everybody. Oh, and China's then they rug pulled economy, us. Bam. You saw how many world economy were in that. They rug pulled us. Yeah. We all took the, um, the write off on our side and then they got bailed out by our tax money. And oh. so everybody saw that, you know, and, uh, it really, you know, it, it basically got a lot of people, uh, you know, kind of the tech type people that were, you know, already went through the, uh, dot com boom and all that bull crap. But, uh, you know, the whole thing that is, make- is that they're going to try to shut it down. I don't know how they do it, but, but that makes sense, though, because choke point. I feel that ever since then, all these other countries have been struggling. Uh, how do you say? Um, what's the right word? Scrambling, and to not to be dependent on the U.S. anymore. You see the African nations and China and Russia, and the one thing I heard when the two thousand eight market crash, China had a lot of money invested in our our stocks and bonds in the U.S. And their country, remember their economy took a deep crash like us because their whole economy was based on our economy. If we bought from them, they do good. We were their biggest purchasers. But when we got crashed, they crashed. And there were so many ideas that evolved from there. This this whole crypto cash, this whole thing. And it makes sense. It makes sense that this last when the market crash, crashed in two thousand eight, everybody got scared, bro, and everyone's going to make sure that this won't happen again. And I can understand why Bitcoin is going up because it's, it's like you said, it's like they don't want to, they don't want to be stuck like that again. Well, it's going to happen again. Yeah, oh, <laughs> so, I know that. <laughs> we all said, "Don't you ever do that again?" But they were like, "What?" Huh? But it looks like the Chinese and the. But do you think taking us out? And no longer being the biggest, because we're still the biggest consuming country in the world. Everybody wants to sell their goods here. No, they'll still be a dollar. You know, it's not like it's going to be gone. You know, they'll still do business with us. But is it better for us, bro? Okay, is it better as a country? Uh, No. Well, why not? not? Because that means we're going to get more jobs. Instead of the jobs going to China, Uh -uh. they're going to go, you know what? The U.S. is a little more cheaper than China. No, 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 no. no. I think so. No, no, no. I think Our dollars will be worth even less. People will not desire the dollar. They don't want to trade no, no, in the dollar. But it's not about that. It's about if that makes our labor cheaper here, where more companies that are that are looking for skilled labor, are they going to come to this country? Why? Why would labor be cheaper? Because the dollar now is cheaper, no, so you, they can they no, can no, send, no, no, they no, can no. trade more yen for a no, dollar no, no. and pay us. You're going to be getting like thirty five to forty five dollars no. an hour at McDonald's. No, no, that's what I I'm talking about. That. Yeah. But we're talking about other companies instead of going in job. Why are companies leaving the U.S.? Because it's cheaper to produce in China, right? So now if the China currency and our currency yeah. goes down, there's no reason to go to China. Because now the U.S. is affordable to have your things made here. See, that's what happens. 
See, it, that's what happens when your currency gets that strong is that it becomes too expensive to do business in your own country. Yeah. But it becomes, if it crashes down, a lot of people say that it might be a good thing for the U.S. dollar to crash like that because then we'll get more work here. No, dude. Well, I don't know. That's um, that's scary times, dude, if that Why? happens. Because almost everything revolves around the petrodollar. Everything. The militaries, okay, everything. Let me, let me give you a quick example. Dude, like... Since I was, since I was five years old and told now... I would go to Mexico. And in Mexico, the inflation in Mexico was crazy. Okay? Mm, it, can I, go, I remember it, that. it can go crazy. Yeah. It can go... It, you're talking about... It, this thing can cost you 900 pesos today, a soda, and tomorrow it can cost you 2,000 pesos. Right. So I've been in that kind of economy. I've been in those economies where the currency is just... It just flexes from one day to the other. But everyone is clamoring to build their stuff in Mexico. Audi's over there, Chevrolet's building their cars, Ford, BMW. Everyone's building their cars in Mexico. Why? Because it's cheaper to build it in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And they don't, they avoid all the tariff taxes. Yeah, environmental stuff. Yeah. And, yep. So when we are hurting and we become desperate, do you think all this green deal and all that's going to survive here? Yes. That's- no, I don't think so because no one's going to be making money. And you're going to revolt against it. And a politician needs to get voted for in, if the vote still matters. And if, you, you're, if your people are desmis, demis, I say devastated and have no hope, you don't have a nation. We'll be like Ethiopia. We'll be like Venezuela. We'll be like every other country. But the problem is, bro, I've lived in those countries. You are correct, sir. But I live in those countries. And you know what? You know how many people go to Mexico for vacation? Well, you know, you're comparing apples and oranges a little bit, but how? I see what you're saying as far as just your living, you know, you, you gotta you just live. But the what we our culture in America is so soft, it has no I no clue what to do with what you're talking about. Where you grew up like that, it was just normal. You understood it, you dealt with it. Dude, our people have no clue. Like we we freak out when the eggs go to ten bucks a dozen. Bro, we like, freak out when 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 someone doesn't agree with our opinion. They call the police on you. No, they'll fight you. Yeah. Well, oh, they, no. <laughs> I don't know. I just uh, I don't. Um, mm. I don't know. I don't think it's is that bad. And I believe the U.S. can recover quickly from that because we have the infrastructure mm-hmm. here. We have the ability. We have the skills. No one's clamoring to go to Russia. Everyone's clamoring to come here. We're getting all the better people. This country, metallurgy is better than any other country. Manufacturing, we have great capabilities. Raw raw materials, we own it all. We, we just don't choose not to dig here. We want to dig in your country. I don't know. Well, that that's one of the reasons why it's expensive to do it. It here, so you know, if if we're gonna have a bunch of wages going down, like you're saying, and bringing back our manufacturing, you know, I don't, uh, I don't see environmental laws going away. I mean, these are literally written written in the books, type of thing. Like, I don't know how you you have to basically uh, write a new law to remove them out of, uh, or or we're gonna be said government, or we're gonna be as as weak. And as 
irrelevant as Great Britain? That would be perfect in their eyes. Yes. A shell of our own selves, probably uh, feeling guilty. That would be something they'd want to throw on the Americans too, like they did the Germans. Make them feel uh, shitty and guilty for having the, the best industry in the world. Okay. Anything else? Um, no, other than get some purpose. I say read your good book, man. That'll give and it listen to, you. to what it says in there, and don't be afraid of the anti-crisis because they're always going to be talking. Okay, the good book tells us that there'll to be wars and rumors of wars. They'll tell you that he's here and he's there, and he tells you to be patient. And not even the angels or the Son of Man know the time or the hour of the times of the end, but the Father Himself. So, my friends, let's not lose hope. Okay. The good time culture nation grows and continues to grow faster than Bitcoin. And I'm very, very proud of it. Okay. And there's only one reason. It's because Hollywood and I ask you guys very sincerely. Please pray for us, guys. And Hollywood and I will pray for you. That's the secret of the show. It's really easy. Okay. Pray. And that's how we're going to get out of this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Value. Because if, you, because if you try to fight it, they'll just arrest you. Okay, if you try and fight these Antifas, they'll just arrest you. So let's pray and let God do his thing. Value for value praying. So. Something like that. I am OG Mutt Dog, and this is the Good Time Culture Podcast. And if you want to send me a tweet, you can find me at OG Mutt Dog, Good Time Culture Podcast, or just OG Mutt Dog. I'm the only one on Twitter with that name, and you'll find a little porky pig. With a sombrero on it. That's me. So, contact us. This show is made for all of us. As Hollywood told me one time, I need a purpose. And every Wednesday, I look forward to this microphone and talking to you guys. It gets everything off my chest. And you guys have given me a purpose. So, once again, you have a good night. And I'll see you guys, God willing, next week. Nice. Thanks for listening, guys, to the end here. You can contact us at goodtimespodcast805 at gmail.com. Leave a review somewhere or a comment somewhere would be good. We are still getting our RSS feed figured out. Um, Hopefully we didn't lose anybody, but we will be back on that uh, feed eventually. And uh, I want to send my uh, love to everybody and... uh, Hope you guys all have a great week and you, uh, you know, you get some purpose, you know, it's, um, and it's a walk. You don't just get it. You have to kind of walk towards it. So make sure you, uh, keep that in mind if you can. And, uh, we'll be here next week for sure. Uh, hitting the record button and jumping in the saddle here, uh, exposing evil and praising God. Love you guys. Good Times Culture Podcast. Sober, y'all. Sober.
talk to you, Lord. Since the last time we talked, the walk has been hard. Now I know you haven't left me, but I feel like I'm alone. I'm a big boy now, but I'm still not grown, and I'm still going through it. Pain and a hurt, yeah. soaking up trouble like rain in the dirt. Yeah. And I know only I can stop the rain with just a mention of my Savior's name. In the name of Jesus, devil, I rebuke you for what I go through with trying to make me do what I used to. But all that stops right here. As long as the Lord's in my life, I will have no fear. I will know no pain from the light to the dark. I will show no shame, spit it right from the heart. Cause it's right from the start. You held me down and ain't nothing they can tell me now. Lord, give me a sign. Let me know what's on your mind. Let me know what I'm gonna find. It's all in time. Show me how to teach the mind. Show me how to reach the blind. Lord, give me a And who ultimately happen to become women. All of that is a distraction. We're yelling about the wrong things. What we need to stop is girls on social media. I'm looking at you, Tumblr. Uh, I'm looking at you, Instagram. Also, I'm looking at you, TikTok, uh, who are hyping each other up about the. You can see it. It went from 0.1% to 9% within like um, just a couple of years. That, oh, no, I'm trans, I'm trans. It's being reinforced by people in lab coats. It's being reinforced by the medical industry. It's being enforced by gaslighters like Karine Jean-Pierre. It's being enforced by our president that, that who had the lobotomy. The, the, no wonder. By saying, oh, oh trans uh, day of visibility. You're being gaslit. And meanwhile, our girls, the future of any country... And there, and these girls are going to be going to be educated in a Maoist way, and they're going to come and kill you, shoot you in the back, or shoot your children, or shoot your school. Look at what's happening.